Welcome to Mental Wealth, the podcast to invest in your mind. Here I will help you make sense of your mind and behaviours, giving you the tools to have your best life. There is so much to share, so let's get into this episode and explore another great topic. So welcome to episode 16. I am delighted that you're here and I'm also delighted to say that I have got a very special guest and we are going to be exploring what is potentially quite a difficult topic. But I know with Naomi, it's going to be much easier. So welcome, Naomi. Please introduce yourself. Thank you. It's lovely to be here. Um, my name is Naomi Victoria. Um, I wear a multitude of hats, actually. Um, but I'm really passionate about mental health awareness and suicide prevention. Um, I do a lot of public speaking. I'm also an author of my own book, Love You, Love Your Life. And I'm the founder of Personally Positive, um, Positive Personalised Products and Feel Good Fashion. So it is, like you say, a multitude of things. But the essence of it all is is at the heart of, isn't it, people feeling good about themselves and finding ways to feel positive and happy. Absolutely. So my product range was developed really around supporting self-belief and self-love um, and the little things that we can do in the everyday from putting on a sweatshirt to lighting a candle to drinking out of a mug with an affirmation on it. And I'm hugely passionate and a big believer in affirmations. So I've been on my own huge self-development journey over the last 10 years. Um, and they affirmation in particular has played a huge part in my life as lots of other tools have. I've got a whole abundance in my little toolbox. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been an interesting ride and it's lovely to be able to bring all of that to life into things that I've used along my own path as well. Yeah, and that resonates with me so much because for me, my journey has also been interesting, difficult at times, but knowing that the combination of things that really helps us because I think that's something that we need to remind ourselves is it's not one quick switch that you can flick it's so many different things and then to be able to share that with others is so important and and here we are creating this podcast today for that exact reason yeah and I think it's exactly that I think in terms of you know my book I've got a big section on life tools and for me it's I've written it in kind of a pick and mix fashion um because what works for one person will not necessarily work for another. And I think there's, you know, particularly with social media and, and things that happen online is there can be a lot of pressure sometimes um, to kind of follow one path. Like, for example, journaling. I love journaling, but I also know some people that absolutely hate journaling. It doesn't work for them because they're just not, it just doesn't, it doesn't resonate with them. And then almost feeling additional pressure to feel that they're not good enough because they can't journal, which is actually, um, just, it's just not their thing that lights them up and, and helps support them on their journey to kind of like, um, yeah, to work with themselves, I guess. Yeah. And I think it's important. Yeah, I think it's a great point and it's something definitely to to reiterate is that, you know, what one size doesn't fit all and we do need to have the things that are right for us. But I think one of the things I often notice about people is they'll make that instant idea or decision in their mind that that doesn't work for them. And I think one of the things I'm often saying is try it because you don't know, do you? Once you know it's not for you, brilliant. You know that's not the one for you and, and there'll be something else. But, you know, sometimes people hold themselves back to sort of with that instant, oh, no, I can't do that. That doesn't work for me. I don't fancy that. And actually you never know because I know some of the things that I do now that keep me 
it's feeling strong. I probably would have thought it was a bit nah. And now I'm like, oh, no, I get it. I totally agree with that. So I've actually got a bit of personal story around meditation. So I used to think that meditation wasn't for me because um, I have a really busy mind. I can't switch off and all of that. And, and actually, um, a good friend of mine who was actually out there last night, she came to my house probably probably eight, nine years ago now to teach me how to meditate. And I now don't meditate how she taught me to meditate because that worked for her and works for lots of people. But for me, I um, I don't like to just meditate on, on my own. I'll either use an app to do that or a YouTube video or something. But very often I find like walking in nature really meditative or I do breath work. I do the cold water therapy and all of that for me is a form of meditation. Um, so I think it is yeah, not dismissing it because it's got a term or a phrase that might think it's just not for me. There's loads of different ways that you can kind of do stuff and adapt stuff to your life to support your own mental health. Definitely. And I think one of the things that we're going to touch on today is that that deep mental health challenge when we really feel like we've hit rock bottom and I know you've got a bit to, to share with us Naomi but I think one of the things that we need to be mindful of is when we are in that space we can't see any good in lots of things it's so common isn't it to actually not be able to see oh well, that, it's instant I, that won't work for me because we're in that space and it is about just that very gentle pushing ourselves just to have a go, just to get somebody else to help you have a go, a bit like your story, or find whatever it is that is right for you, rather than doing nothing. Because I think that becomes the biggest challenge, isn't it, is that we don't do anything. So let's just sit. yeah, let's just see what you think about that first. So for me, it's about our self-responsibility in understanding ourselves and actually finding things that work with ourselves that can help us shift in those tougher times so um I know lots of people have navigated lots of things in life I personally have had uh, lots of adversity that I've um navigated through a lot of grief a lot of loss um and all of that kind of stuff so for me it's about my tools and the work that I've done with myself have definitely supported me to to get through those tougher times, as has been reaching out and getting help and support. So, you know, I have worked with um, Reiki healers, I've worked with counsellors, I've, I've I'm now thrown myself in cold, cold water, um, which really supports me. So I know when I, you know, I'm not immune to all of this. I have had really, you know, despairing thoughts myself um, in the past and nobody is immune to feeling rock bottom or feeling suicidal, having um, thoughts of suicidal ideation. I know this is a tough subject um, to often talk about, but we're not immune and none of us know what is going to get thrown at us this afternoon, let alone tomorrow, uh, and how we're going to be able to navigate through that. So I think when we can learn some little tools and, and things to help ourselves, then that becomes our go-to in the tougher times um, and that's really what I like to share I like to share the uh, the little things that we can do that can really start to shift the mood and it's not about overwhelming you with a ton of stuff to do and that you've got to you know the I talk about positivity being a choice actually um, but I'm not talking about toxic positivity and toxic positivity is a thing where people say, you know, to get a grip and put a smile on your face or all of that kind of stuff. When actually, if you're not feeling that, it is about sitting and honouring 
where you are, how you are feeling, um, but also understanding the small things that you can do for yourself. And it could just be the little things like, you know, taking a, just going out into the garden and studying a, a plant, looking at a leaf, um, you know, watching. I remember in some of my darker times, like literally just watching a little bird come and landing in the garden and really noticing that and focusing on the gratitude for for those very little things, whether that's making yourself a cup of tea and and just sitting, you know, wrapping yourself up, whatever it is. Um, in those moments um, and for me again affirmation has pay, played a, a huge part in that so um, you know writing yourself little affirmations that you are enough in the everyday as you are um, one of my big big huge light bulbs in life wasn't that long ago actually and I was walking around a lake with my friend and um, having a whole conversation about self-love which is something I talk about uh, self-belief self-acceptance self-love and really the permission to love the dark side of yourself. So we all have shadow sides. We all have things that we don't particularly like about ourselves um, or things that are happening in life that we don't particularly like. And it's about embracing all of that. And that's enough because mm. we all have we all have that. And I think particularly with pressure with social medias and the, and the need to kind of, um, you know, comparisonitis and all the stuff that goes on with with looking at other people's so-called perfect lives we can start to judge ourselves a lot and we can start to feel more crap you know what I mean just like not great about ourselves because we're trying to compare to other people and once you can learn to kind of unpeel some of those layers and really start to accept yourself as you are what's and all you know what I mean that was a, a big a big thing for me yeah I think for me one of the strongest things that's became a thing that people used to say is that it's okay not to be okay. Absolutely. Because it, it it wasn't, I mean, when I look back to some of my darker times, it was before the internet, so before social media. So we weren't doing anywhere near as much comparing. We didn't know the, the amount of people because we were literally just all with whoever we were with. Yeah. And in that moment, you didn't know that everyone else was possibly having similar or a different experience obviously because we're all unique but similar things yeah. and you did think it, it was only you and that it wasn't right to be and you lose to look around literally at the people in the street I guess and think well they must all they all look happy it must just be me so in yeah. a way we we kind of know more about the fact it's okay yeah. to not be okay and, but and actually social media is brilliant for that so you know I talk about the media in both ways like it has kind of like negative impact in terms of people comparing and all the polished kind of Instagram stuff I think we are breaking down some of those barriers now and people are starting to show up more authentically as they as they are um but it's not sometimes a comfortable thing to do it can feel very vulnerable to do that um but equally the awareness around you know people struggling statistics around you know suicide and, and mental health and I think there is a lot of positive work being done and actually a lot of visibility for people to be able to reach out and get support and I know I talk about suicide um, a lot online and suicide prevention I've got my own personal story around that and the minute I put any post around that out on social media, I do get people in my inbox saying, you know, I've got my own personal story or my husband's struggling or my son's struggling and I'm able to signpost. So that's one thing on my um, personallypositive.com website. We do have a signposting section for those people uh, who are needing support, guidance, help. And you don't have to, um, you know, I think there's a bit of a misconception that you don't have to be, 
you know, feeling suicidal to reach out and get support is if you are worried about somebody else. If you're just having a low day, you can reach out and get support. If you have somebody you know who is struggling, you equally can use one of the helplines. So I am um, in a corporate partnership with Papyrus, which is the prevention of uh, suicide in the young. And they have Hopeline, which are incredible. Um, and you can, you know, ring Hopeline and they will guide you through. And, you know, if you are struggling with, you know, a, a loved one, uh, a family, a friend or anything else, they will support you as well. And I think that sometimes people think I don't want to I don't want to ring because it's not me. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can ring the Samaritans, you can ring um, Papyrus Hopeline. There's lots of you know, young minds have got a helpline as well. So I think it is about spreading awareness around that, that don't don't ever feel that you can't reach out and get and get help so um you know i have used those those um those lines myself and they are incredible yeah and i think it's right that we talk about these things you know this is why this podcast is important to me that we can just do a pause and think about a certain topic it might be you that's listening that's thinking i do need to reach out more it might be like you say you've got someone else that you feel worried about because I think one of the things that is so important is to know that by doing nothing unless you are doing something nurturing yourself so we don't always have to reach out but doing something is is important isn't it because the doing nothing is is always the challenge yeah and I think it is that I think that the doing something for yourself is absolutely key and you know like I on a daily basis I have my own routine so I'm sitting here at my little dressing table stroke home office um, and this morning I have routines that I get up and I take the dog for a walk and I journal and I pull my cards. I've got a candle lit in the, in the um, background. It's actually got an affirmation on it and it's just for me just lighting a mat. I've actually got some can show you obviously they won't see on the podcast but I've got some rainbow matches here Oh, and it is about me taking the time you know just actually to light a match and to think about myself think about my day and to light it up and to actually focus on the light um I talk a lot about focusing on light um and when we are experiencing some of the darker times it is we only have that spark of light within us and it's about us connecting with that spark of light however small that may be and sometimes it may only be a tiny flicker mm-hmm. um, but it is about remembering that we do have that light within and anchoring onto that and actually we can shift through and tomorrow will look like a completely different day and, and I know it's difficult when you're in that darkness to kind of to be able to see beyond that but I talk a lot about I use the word, the phrase hope all of the time about having hope um, and and hope for me stands for hold on pain ends. So when you are in some of those darker times, how you can anchor in into that. And I, I have various tools, but I use the hand quite a lot um, when talking about hope because you have your hand with you all of the time um, wherever you go. So nice. Yeah, I think it's so important, like you say, for us to just talk about it here, wherever this goes and whoever passes this podcast on if somebody is struggling, but to know that it can happen to anybody, it is okay. And there are lots and lots of different things that we can do to help ourselves, both mentally, emotionally, physically, and spiritually, if that's your thing. And I think for me, one of the biggest things that I talk about a lot is understanding 
the mind and how we process things. You know, thinking about your example of even if you're having a dark day to just do the action of striking that match and looking at that candle and and looking at the what that brings. Your mind is your number one fan. So it'll go along with whatever it is that you are talking and thinking about. So if you're looking at a candle and you just focus in on that, your mind will just do that. It'll just, the other thoughts might come, but you can choose to just focus on the candle. And I think for me, for us all to understand a bit more about the functioning of the mind, that's why I wrote my books is to help us understand our thoughts and our behaviors and our actions, and then be able to make a sense of what's working well and what isn't working for us. And I think it's so important, isn't it, just to remember that your mind is trying to protect you. If you are feeling super low and there's something really challenging going on for you, it will be putting you into that. No, I'm not going. I can't do it. I need to stay safe. But obviously in that space, that's where we can feel very alone, very lonely, very unsettled. Yeah. And and I think the thoughts are very overwhelming then as well, aren't they? So, you know, um, as I said before, I, I felt that myself I openly talk about that um I you know I have my own story and and I, and I do talk about that so I lost my brother in 2016 um to suicide he passed away on his um he was just 31 um which is he has very much become the wind beneath my wings with everything that I do I went on to train as a suicide intervention um first aider to sort of educate myself um and to be able to create the change and I felt like I needed to educate myself so that I could talk confidently about suicide prevention and know what I was talking about um with that and I have been involved in in suicide intervention since then but just after I lost my um brother it was actually just a couple of weeks after I really felt that despair myself um and and I rang the Samaritans and they were absolutely incredible um, at that point, I don't think I had enough in my toolkit. <laughs> so I'd, I had started my self-development journey and I had uh, I went straight away and had Reiki and and I had kind of tried to reach out to a counsellor with complex grief and get some help and support there. But I didn't I didn't, I, you know, I, I felt it. So I can I can empathise and understand people who are in that space and actually it came quite suddenly so you know I was kind of okay in the day and then and then all of a sudden it it started you know I I didn't feel um I didn't feel great but I did pick up the phone however there are so many tools that I've learned since then that really light the candle actually my candle is I have candles on all the time um but light is you know anchoring into light it is a beautiful thing to do Mm. and also somebody once said to me which I'm going to share with you if that's okay is to actually if you're ever in that moment of despair um is to actually look at your hand and to really study your hand when you start to look at your hand and you start to look at all the the lines on your hand and the detail in your hands and she said to me you know like you were born with these hands and they have been with you for a for a lifetime and just think about all the things that your hands have done um and that you learned to crawl on your hands and that you learned to feed yourself and that you learned to hold each other's hands and have connection and all those people that you've held hands with mm. um and that you've learned you know I, I started to think about my children and kind of the things that 
I've done with my hands with them. I've learned to write, I've learned to read, I've learned to clap my hands, you know, and they're incredible, aren't they? Really, when you, you think about yeah. it, we actually anchor into that. And you have, you know, so I use affirmation around hands all the time. So I'll say like, you know, write your affirmations on your hands that you are, you know, I've got in my book here, it says, I am loved, I am worthy, I've got this, just breathe, you know, you could actually just sit and write on your hands or study your hands and just think, about all of those things and how amazing they are and how amazing you are because actually it's 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 all of you and and it is about connecting into that um so I call it my hand of hope my uh hold on pain ends and because I I really think that we do have it's sometimes the well we always have them with us don't we yeah I love the simplicity of it and yet the depth of it that you know that that just that exercise of if you're feeling, if you can't sleep because you're feeling so low or you're feeling just you can't get moving, like you say, just giving yourself a bit of purpose around what have these hands done for me? What what have they brought me? I love yeah. that simplicity. And yet it is super powerful, isn't it? Yeah. Brilliant. OK, so let's have, just have a quick sort of summary, but a, a little thoughts on how we can kind of help people. I'm really interested in making sure that everybody's got something tangible. So obviously I love your exercise. We've already got maybe with your hand or your exercises. One of the things I think would be good for us to touch on is maybe some of those warning signs because obviously you, you and I are both trained in this kind of work and helping people realize that two things for me, it would be nice to highlight. One is a couple of the warning signs What maybe that you would like to share with people but also to know that I hear a lot of people say they're worried about going back to a place when it's been really low and they spend time worrying about that action of just being back in that that place one of the things I often talk about is that alarm system in your own body in your own mind so if you have been at your rock bottom you technically will have little alarm bells going off. And for me, it's helping people see those a bit sooner so that you can reach out, so that you can start to do the things that maybe have got you to a better place. Because we all know we quite often have stopped doing some of the things that are, yeah. that work for us. Um, so when you look back and think, oh, well, it's because I'm not doing my going out into the garden and spending a bit, or whatever your thing is. I think it's so important to remember that if you have been at rock bottom, your mind will be giving you little alarm bells way before you will fall back there if you are paying attention. And that's the critical thing, isn't it? Yeah. And I think it is about listening in. You know, we talked about tools before. Journaling is a huge way that I listen into myself because it enables me to zone out of, of kind of uh, life, if you like, go into my little bubble as does, um, I do cold sh- I do cold showers, so uh, I do breath work and cold showers, those sorts of things, they are massive tools for me. But again, it goes back to what's right for an individual, doesn't it? But I think even, it's not about not getting overwhelmed with thinking we've got to put loads of stuff in, it's what one thing. So, you know, if you know, just literally sitting in nature for, you know, five, 10 minutes will help you anchor in. Um, but living in the present, so not worrying, not you know, trying your best not to worry about the past or the future, and just going, you know, what is it I need to do today? And I have spent, you know, many days where I just go, literally, I just um, 
now I'm going to go and make a cup of tea and now I'm going to go and do this because actually the thought of moving forward or looking at some of the past has been too overwhelming in that moment. So I think it is the here and now of what yes, can I do just in this moment to make me feel a little bit better right now. Yeah, and I think it is trying to get out of your head because in your head at that time, you've got, like you say, you're either worrying about the future because yeah. you can't yeah. see yourself moving forward or you're holding on to, to memories of the past, which are hurtful and painful and distressing. And actually, when you are making that cup of tea or you are sitting in the garden or you are doing something, it's about doing that wholeheartedly. So yeah. so if you've got that hot cup of coffee in your hand, feel it. That is the bit that gives you the freedom in that moment. And then, yes, your thoughts will come back. We know that. But for me, it's about helping people get into that practice of just being present to yeah. that thing that you're doing and try and slow those thoughts down. And I think actually document it. So when you are feeling in a good place and you have been working with some of these tools, I have in my book, A Life Boy, um, and it is about, you know, navigating some of the stormier times of anchoring into your life boy and writing a list of the things that do help you shift. Because sometimes when you are feeling overwhelmed, your brain will not be able to identify those things that make you feel better. Or you'll just literally go, I can't do it. It's too noisy. It's too much. Um, a stress container's full, whatever it is that I just can't process that. But if you've got evidence there that you've written down that how these things made you feel or just those literally go to things in a little life. I've got a picture in my book that's like a life boy of like documenting what the things that are going to help in that day and just being able to anchor back in and, mm. and to go into those. I love that. That re reminds me of the journal that I made for people. So it's a three month journal. It's a daily uh, sheet that you would fill in so it's got set your intentions for the day it's not your to-do list and then look at your what there's three little boxes for your wins at the end of each day and I know that two things one by getting into the habit of thinking like this it will help move you from wherever you are if you're stuck and secondly if you are have had some days where you felt great and you've noticed that you've done some of these things all our little bits that are important to you and then maybe you have a day where or a few days where you've dropped you will be able to spot very quickly what's missing. I love that. I love that. Yeah. And I think that's, again, is an offer that I've got available for people and it's for three months. And again, the idea is you can you can rate your day in terms of like this little love hearts. You can rate your day and you can start to see what the patterns are. What is it that's keeping you feeling good? And, and, and what is that, it that you need to do? It's so valuable because you can't, you know, stuff to look back on is amazing I did something similar during my um during my divorce I lost my business and went through my divorce at the same time and and I found it all really overwhelming and and um I, I did a similar thing not as amazing as your your three-month plan sounds epic <laughs> I wish I'd had it then uh, but I did, did just used to journal every day like um and and being able to look back on how far I'd come was then just anchored the evidence that actually you can do it. Look how far you've come already. And I still do that now. You know, when stuff hits, when, you know, like it does in life, you know, we have to, we forget sometimes how far we've come and what we've been able to navigate. And actually, if we could navigate through that, we can actually do this, um, you know, and, and I think it is building that evidence base. And actually, sometimes when we've got it written down in black and white, it hugely helps, doesn't it, to be able Definitely. to go back. Do you know what? Definitely. 
And when you're writing it down, you're giving it an importance, you're connecting your head, so the thoughts about it, your heart, and then down your hand, you know, and I I love the fact that you've now given me this anchor that my hand is hope. And it it might, you know, writing about what's painful, it will help it pass, or just being able to notice what am I doing too much of, what am I not doing enough of? What do I need to stop doing altogether? You know, yeah. these things, because if you jo- document it, I mean, things like social media, like we say, it can be amazing. You can look at lovely things. But if you are noticing that you're on social media and it is dropping your mood, yeah. then if you've documented that you've spent a few hours on social media and then you can make the link between actually I now yeah. feel rubbish, you know yeah. what you need to do. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. And it is about flipping that up, isn't it? Yeah. So let's just have a quick Two minutes on the sort of some of the warning signs that you would like to highlight, Naomi, for people. Okay, so for me, in terms of um, it's it's really hard for me to give advice, number one, because every every case is really, really individual. And I would never want to be um, I would never want to kind of go like these signs are always there because they're not. Um, Very often the signs can be very, very minuscule. for me, there are kind of two really big different sides to uh, suicide. So um, there's kind of like a, a lot of people who plan it, who are in depression, who meticulously plan what they're going to do. And they feel that, you know, yeah, that, that they're going to alleviate um everybody else and you know like that side of things and then there's also a side where it's very in the moment so it might be a a period of time you know obviously you know low mood um may have been in there for a period of time and there may have been some suicide ideation before um but actually something just happens in life that just sends sends it over of just like literally I just can't be I can't cope with this pain anymore and I need you know they don't want to die they just want to not be in the pain that uh, they are in so they are quite different and the signs are quite different so um, this is obviously really generalizing in those two sorts of areas but there are things like you know if it's planned people may um, give possessions away so they may go to people that they love um, and give possessions and things away because they know that it's actually going to happen um, and they may come and say goodbye a behavior might be slightly um different in that um so it is they are sort of signs because people can do that in the everyday but it is those are two quite uh prevalent things that that, that people do feedback yeah. um i think in the moment i think the um where people say it's a cry for help it's not a cry for help any um threat or in you know any comment made uh, needs to be taken seriously um and um and, and and it's not i think there's kind of like a myth that if somebody says they're going to do it they never do it that is not the truth mm-hmm. um that is you know and i think it's um and i still hear that quite a lot of um that seems to people think that you know if you say you're not going to do it that's not the case um i think in the moment it is just listening to language if if somebody has reached out um of just sort of watching behavior and um language and, and and taking things seriously mm. so one of the things that really surprised me when I did my uh, suicide intervention training was um 
one of the one of the first ports of call in the intervention process is to ask somebody whether they are thinking of self-harming or taking their own life um there is kind of a consensus that if you say that to somebody that you might be planting the seed for them to go and take their own life and that is absolutely not the case um it is really about giving them permission to be able to they are not going to necessarily come to you and say like I'm feeling suicidal or I've thought had thoughts about taking my own life but if you say it first it opens up that permission for the conversation to open those communication lines um so that was quite it's a hard thing I found it even hard in my training Mm. um but it is a really valuable thing to be able to understand so the signs are small but the signs are very often there and it's not till afterwards obviously um that you kind of look back and and go oh yeah there was that and there was this and 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 you start to piece things together but they are often often small but my big overriding message would be never take anything as if it's a cry for help or that um we'll just ignore that because the result on the other side you know I I have been involved I've had police and that's the other thing if you are concerned about somebody and you can't get to them ring the police the police will go around and do a welfare check I have had you know I've I've called the police to do welfare checks on people um and 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 thankfully they have been okay I would always rather that than the other because actually you can't change the other so it is just about um of being aware and mm-hmm. and not feeling oh they'll be all right actually ring the police and let the police be involved in that decision making process or get some support speak to Hopeline speak to Samaritan say you're worried about somebody and and what should they do and and use their guidance process Mm. in that as well and I think just talking about it like that is so important isn't it because if you do feel worried about somebody and you feel like you're the only one who that who feels in that space or they might have shared something and you feel like I mean for me as a therapist you know the times that people have said things to me and I have to I have to do something with that because otherwise it's all on me and that feels absolutely massive, doesn't it? Yeah. So I think it's about you know, being able to share that responsibility because it's a huge responsibility to hold. Yeah. Um, and and I think it is about sharing that responsibility with somebody else to kind of go, what do we do in this situation? Yeah, brilliant. And it is a difficult topic. We've said that at the beginning, but I think having a space to just talk about it for people to listen in and hear that. It is something that we should be talking about. It is something that people can get the right help, whatever that might look like for them. But obviously, as we've shared today, there are so many things, small things. And I'm always saying, what's the one small thing that you can do today to help yourself? And that's, it is, you know, again, I'm often talking about it being like a jigsaw. You know, you know what your life might, you might know what your life would like to look like. And there's lots and lots and lots of little pieces yeah. But how do we do a jigsaw? We do a jigsaw one piece at a time. And yeah, it's so that. important, isn't it? That. Yeah, it's so true. It is so true because I think you you touched on it, Naomi, and I'm often talking about it. You know, you can feel overwhelmed with all of the things that you could or should be doing. And yeah, actually that, that puts the pressure on and then you go, I'm not doing all of the things. Um, it's a bit like if you want to lose weight and you think like I can't I'm, I'm gonna go on a diet I'm gonna go to the gym I'm gonna you know and then you don't you fall off one thing and then you start to feel bad about yourself because you've not done that because you put the pressure on 
Whereas if you just go, you know, it's just those, those one small things. And I love the analogy of a jigsaw. It's like the building blocks, isn't it? The more you kind of build up and do stuff and not beating yourself up if you don't, because yeah. actually <laughs> that works negatively. It is just really about doing what's right for you. But the small, I, I love, you know, for me, everything lies in the little things. Yeah. Um, everything I create and I talk about is that of, of looking to the, the, the small things. And you do create beautiful small things too. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> so we're going to put all of your um, places that people can find you in the show notes. But is there anything you would like to talk about or highlight that you have on offer? So for me, it would be um, just talking about the products, actually. So the products I sell are around how you feel in the everyday so from putting on a sweatshirt to how it not only feels in terms of quality, but the little hidden messages that I put in there. So they might have an affirmation on the sleeve or hidden inside the hood. Um, and I do a hug in the hoodie, which actually is designed to feel like you're having a hug. <laughs> and so many people, in fact, someone messaged me yesterday to say I need another one because I'm not taking it off. It needs to go in the wash because um, they have thumb holes and cow net. You know, it's designed to make you feel um like you are safe protected loved enough uh, one of them has an affirmation that she says i am beautiful loved worthy strong on the sleeve and my new jolly brollies of which you have one <laughs> i do i love them i love them so yes, yes. Her- the rainiest august on <laughs> history i think i launched the um the jolly brolly which um currently is a rainbow uh, umbrella and it has affirmations or positive messages so um without sunshine there would be without rain there would be no sun rainbows um and yeah lots of lots of different quotes and things in there i'm actually just doing a black one that's um it's not it's not out yet but it says in silver the sky's the limit with all silver stars inside and things so um, we hand we actually hand um we hand cut all of those graphics i don't know if you know that so no, we, I don't know everything's well it's going back to the hands again isn't it it's quite a mindful activity so when we're in the office I'm a big believer in mindfulness as well but we actually hand cut all of the vinyl we hand press it all ourselves so when we're actually creating the products there's a lot of uh, feeling and meaning that goes into that as well because for me it's about you know that's really powerful for me in terms mm-hmm. of the energy and the love that goes into every product that we create um for you to kind of pass that on so on the rainiest of days you can put the brolly up and feel a bit of sunshine and positivity nice i love it i love it oh well i hope everyone has a good look at your website and follows you on socials thank you thank you so much for sharing this space with me because it is such an important topic and i've loved sharing this conversation with you thanks so much for having me alison Thanks, everyone, for listening in. In our next episode next week, we've got Charlotte Carter and we've got all sorts we're going to be talking about. So I hope you can join me then. Thank you for listening and sharing in this episode of Mental Wealth. Remember, you can subscribe wherever you get your podcast. My last question to you is what is the one small thing that you can take action on from this episode. Message me on Instagram or through our website with questions you'd like me to explore. You'll find the links in the show notes. I'll be back with more tools and tips to make sense of your mind in the next episode. In the meantime, be kind to yourself. Bye for now.